podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Betting Media. Hello everybody, welcome to the Cricket Betting Podcast. I'm James Butler taking you through this one and joined as always by Graham Harcastle to look ahead to the second test match between England and Pakistan. It's the Aegeus Bowl down in Southampton. England winning that first test match in rather exciting fashion at Old Trafford first time out. And now they go down south to play the remaining two test matches of the series. To win the match, England are 10-11, to the Pakistanis are 3-1 to and the draw is 5-2. to Graham Harcastle, first of all, hello. And second of all... How do you see this test match going? Hi, James. The weather could play an impact. There's, if there's ever going to be a draw, the Rose Bowl would be a, a venue that I would choose pretty high up on my list, having seen quite a bit of cricket down there and not many results in, in county championship games. GS Bowl does have the potential, doesn't it, to have a, a high-scoring draw? And there's also a little bit of thunderstormy rain around as well. That wouldn't surprise me at all. I, I've been peddling the line that the, there's always likely to be a draw in a series because of English weather. So I, I see no reason to change that it would not surprise me at all even even if we were forecast 35 degree heat wave and dry weather for two weeks it still wouldn't be surprised surprise me if it chucked it down at some point so yeah a draw is a very very realistic possibility if there was going to be a positive result I'd side with England I think that Pakistan will be stung by the the manner of that first test defeat and may well have taken a little bit of time to get over it whether they've been able to get over it in time to, to start that second test with with almost a clean slate I'm not 100% sure I don't think they will have done I, I still think it might be eating away at them a bit I would would be siding with an England win I, I still I still think an England win here that would be the way I'd go but a, a draw so basically a double chance really I like the draw I think 5-2 to two is a decent price on the draw for, for this one and obviously get on it now because if we get through the first day and it rains all day that's going to come down uh, or get a lot skinnier as the uh, test match progresses I do fancy though Pakistan to bounce back in this series I was really impressed with them at Old Trafford I think England got out of jail a little bit that partnership between Butler and Wokes kind of papers over the cracks of a, a fairly poor first three days for England in that in this test series Pakistan were pretty impressive with the bat first of all they showed a, a, more discipline than a lot of Pakistan sides I've seen over here in the past and their bowling attack with Shaheen and uh, Mohammed Abbas and uh, young Nazim Shah it's got plenty of punch hasn't it they've got some fantastic bowlers and Nazim Shah for a 17 year old I reckon at 17 I'd have been bowling about 50 mile an hour so it's quite incredible what, what he can produce but what a what a talent oh, it's, it's mouth watering isn't it and they are the new Wacker and Wazim aren't they There's Shaheen bowling his left arm and Nazim bowling his right arm it's uh, a partnership that could stay around for quite some time I think for Pakistan which is very very good for their supporters let's have a look at the, the batting markets though as we uh, head to the Aegeus Bowl, Joe Root is five to two for to be the top first innings batsman for England. Rory Burns seven to two, Ollie Pope is seven to two, Dom Sibley's four to one, Zach Crawley five to one. He probably will come back into the side. Josh Butler is eight to one. Chris Wokes is twenty-five to one, and the rest are thirty-three to one and bigger. Let you go first with this one, Graham. Where would you put your money for the series? I've gone for Rory Burns to to be the top England run scorer alongside Joe Root. I think there's there's runs in Burns this this summer. I think he's a he's made a, a very very good start to his Test career. I like him as an opener a lot from what I've seen of the new county cricket. I can see him scoring runs again. You know, I think it's say he's got a 
he's got a big innings left in him this summer before before it's done, and and why not this week? I'm staying away from England's top order because I think with the new ball, Mohamed Abbas and Shaheen are quite a threat to them. Yeah, take a couple of early scalps at times, and one of those might be Burns or Sibley. So I'm going to go a little bit further down. I love Ollie Pope. I just think he's got everything. I think he's got a massive future for England. He can play pace, he can play spin, he looks comfortable against whatever they throw at him. So 7-2 to two for me on Ollie Pope to be the top first innings batsman for England. For Pakistan, Babra Zam, 5-2 favourite. Shan Masu, the Centurion, at Old Trafford is 100-30. Azar Ali, 7-2. Abid Ali is 4-1, as is Imam Al-Haq. And Asad Shafiq is 6-1. to one. Fawad Alam is 7-1. to one, And the rest are 9-1 to one or bigger. I'll go first on this one, Graham. Obviously, Shan Masood was a fantastic performance for him. 156 in that first innings. He got there very nicely in the second half of his innings. But he looked a little bit scratchy to me at the start. And gave a few chances, which Josh Butler put down. Puts me off going back in on him again. I love Babarazam. He looks just quality. He just made me purr watching him bat in that first test match. But I'm going to take a little bit of a punt here. And I'm going to go with uh, Fawad Alam. 7-1. to one. He's only played three test matches in his career. He averages over 14 test match cricket from those three games. He's one of the most unlucky Pakistan batsmen of all time because he's just not had his opportunities when he probably deserves them. And he averages around 55 in first-class cricket. I think if he gets his chance, he might be a bit of an unknown quality for England. And it's just a bit of a speculative punt, that one. 7-1 to one on Fawad Alam to be the top Pakistan batsman. I can't really go against your, your initial suggestion of, uh, of Baba Azam. I mean, he is by far and away their best batsman. He's glorious um, to watch, isn't he? Absolutely glorious. He is. He's, yeah, yeah. He, he is lovely to watch. And he's the, the thing about him, he's great to watch in all formats of the game as well, isn't he? He really has a, an ease which he, he, he switches between formats. Oh, it's just a languid, languid style, isn't it? It's almost like they, they always say, don't they, that left-handers look the best. Well, he kind of books that trend, really. He, he is such a such a an easy watch. I think he's the he's the man. He's the man. He's the man. Babrazam five to two. Let's have a look at the bowling markets. Then the top England bowler. And as we said on all of the podcasts so far this summer, just bear in mind. And Pakistan could exactly be the same. They may just have a little bit of rotation in their bowling attacks for this second Test match. But Stuart Broad is five to two favourite to be the top England wicket taker. Jimmy Anderson. And Joffrey Archer about three to one. Mark Wood is seven to two, as is Chris Wokes. Sam Curran four to one. Ollie Robinson nine to two. Don Bess is seven to one, and Joe Root is fifties. Graham, could we end up seeing an England attack without Anderson and Broad at the Aegeus Bowl? Is that a possibility in the sense that Anderson wasn't at his best at Old Trafford and perhaps looked like he needed a break, and Broad has played? What since that first test that he got left out against the West Indies? What did he play? Three successive tests. I, I could th- he play? Could he play four in a row? I, I wouldn't be at all surprised. I don't think Jimmy will play at the Aegeus Bowl, and a lot of the kind of targets and the arrows and brickbats were thrown at Jimmy Anderson. But I thought he was really actually unlucky. He maybe just lacked a little bit of zip, but he beat the bat so many times, particularly in the first innings. And it's one of those summers, isn't it, where Jimmy's really toiling to try and get a little bit of luck. 
And Stuart Broad, I thought, bowled probably worse than Jimmy in that first test and got all the luck. He strangled somebody down the leg side. He bowled wide of the off stump and somebody chased him and, and threw up a catch. You know, it, sometimes when it's your summer and when it's going for you, you get cheap yeah, wickets, it goes, don't it goes you? your way, doesn't it? But yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see Broad and Anderson um, missing out or at least, at least one of them and maybe then alternating back into the third test. I'm going to go Archer in the England bowling market. I think he he could take a, a very placid Aegeus ball pitch out of the equation, couldn't he, given the way that he bowls, nose or toes kind of thing. He had success in that first test against the West Indies when when England, defending a small smallish total, were in business early on. And, and he was the one who did the damage before Jermaine Blackwood got the West Indies over the line. I can see him getting some wickets at the Aegeus Bowl. I, I find it very strange, his comment. They asked him about Nazim Shah bowling 90-plus, and why aren't you, effectively the question was, why are you not bowling 90-plus, Joffrey? And he said, well, I, don't, I kind of choose when to bend my back. And I know what he's saying, because he's kind of trying to manage his body throughout a whole summer, but... He just opens himself up to criticism sometimes, doesn't he? Because you, your initial reaction is, well, you're playing for England, Joffrey. You should be bending your back. You should be trying to bowl as fast as you can. But I, I'm going to go again. I'm going to kind of do a bit of a forward Alan pick here. Ollie Robinson, Sussex bowler, is into the squad. And there is a chance, I think, that he will play instead of Jimmy Anderson at the Aegeus Bowl. He's 92, so the value is there in that first innings. For him to come in, having not been seen by a huge amount of the Pakistan batsmen, he's obviously a very, very good bowler. His county record is exceptional. He's taken wickets in the first round of Bob Willis trophies, which is when they brought him back into the side. I think Ollie Robinson, he'll make his debut and he'll make his mark straight away in this second test match. 92, I think he's a big enough price for me to be tempted. Let's move on to the Pakistan bowlers. We've already heard about how wonderful an attack it is. Mohamed Abbas, 5-2. Shaheen Afridi, 11-4. Yassir Shah, the leg spinner, is 3-1. Wahab Riaz, Probably won't play seven to two. So Hale Khan is seven to two. Nazim Shah is seven to two, and then you have to go down to nine to two to get Shadab Khan. Shadab Khan was a, a little bit disappointing for me. He just looked like he was rolling his arm over and, and not getting too much out of the surface. I don't know if they'll necessarily play him again, and um, they may shuffle their pack too. But where are you going to go with your money on that one, Graham? Shaheen Afridi. I had him in the first test and he bowled without a great deal of luck, didn't he? He bowled well and probably deserved more reward. So I'm going to stick with him and back him to come good and get that little bit of luck. I, I want to go for Nazim Shah, but I, you know, 17 years old, flipping neck, he's just incredible. But I'm going to go here with Mohamed Abbas. I just like his, he's, he's somebody you can rely on. Yeah, with, with some of the other bowlers in the markets, the likes of Joffre and stuff, you're never quite sure if he's going to rock up 100% and stuff. You know with Mohamed Abbas, he's going to be exactly the same as he was last time and the time before and the time before that. He's going to be metronomic on a dime and nibbling it around both ways. That always causes any batsman in the world problems. So Mohamed Abbas, 5-2 to two for me. Let's finish off the cricket betting podcast for this time with a quick look ahead to the player of the match market. Stuart Broad is the favourite at 9-1. Jeru is 10-1. Then we've got a whole host of players on 12-1. Jimmy Anderson, Joffrey Archer, Rory Burns, Chris Wokes, Barbara Zam and Azir Ali and Ollie Pope are all 12s. Imam Ulhaq is 14s as is Sibley Butler and Masood and Yasir Shah. Sam Curran 16s, Mohamed Abbas is 16s 
as is Abid Ali. The rest are 18 to 1 or bigger. Graham, a couple of names from you that might be mad of the match down at the Aegeus Bowl. Given the fact that I've gone, I've got, I, I, I fancy, I, I don't fancy a Pakistan win, which kind of makes me steer clear a little bit of, of them of their players in terms of that market. I've got two obvious ones. The, the two that I've mentioned, Burns and, and Archer, because I think they will perform. An outside one, Joss Butler, who riding the crest of a wave, his confidence will be sky high after after that innings. Yes, his keeping wasn't so great. I don't expect it to be anywhere near as problematic for him as it, as it proved at stages in that first test. He could be a match winner, really could. He's got the ability to turn any situation or kind of build on any any early kind of success that England have in the batting. And it, it wouldn't surprise me if he was a possibility there. I'm going to give you one short price and two bigger ones. I'm going to go with uh, my, my favourite bet will go on Ollie Pope at 12 to 1. I think he's got a really beginnings in him at some stage during this summer. And why not this second test match? 12-1 for him to be the man of the match. And a couple that are slightly um, bigger. I mentioned Ollie Robinson already. If you haven't already taken him in the bowling market, he's 25-1 to to be player of the match. To burst onto the scene, take a load of wickets and suddenly announce himself to the world. Why not? Fairy tale stories already this summer. And Shaheen Afridi, who I think is probably... Um, right up there in terms of Pakistan's bowling attack. If he fires at the Aegeus Bowl, he's 20 to 1 to be player of the match. He could easily take a 10 for he's got the talent. So 20 to 1 on Shaheen Afridi for me is uh, worth a bit of a look as well. Thank you very much, Graham Harcastle, for joining me as always. No problem. And thank you to you for listening. Good luck with all of your bets out there. Gamble responsibly and take a look at at SBM underscore podcast for all of the other offerings that we have to give you on this service. And we'll see you next time on the Cricket Betting Podcast. Sports Betting Media. A brand new in-play betting experience has landed on Hot Mike, the only watch party platform for live sports. We are sports betting media, and we don't just watch the sport, we highlight the best in-play bets as it's happening. Watch the match with us, and we'll provide the best betting hints and tips that we can find on the market, reacting quickly as goals go in, penalties are awarded, and both are then ruled out by VAR. We're live during every game of the Club 2020 Champions League and Europa League tournaments, and you can join in too. Download the Hotmic app on Android or iOS and sign up using the code SBM. Follow Sports Betting Media, and you'll be notified when we go live. Listen to us, bet in play, and watch the match all at the same time. Sports Betting Media on Hot Mike. Sports Social Podcast Network.